Good morning, this is your host Rusty James. It is Wednesday, August 19, 2015, and this is The Ride. I'm in rare mood today. I don't know what really that means, rare mood. I guess that means that I'm in a mood that's different than the mood I was in yesterday. And uh, different than the day before. So who knows what you're going to get today? I don't know. But I do know that we're going to get into the Word of God right now. Because I want you to hear a little bit of Max McLean. Because I was uh, checking something out in James. I want you to hear it as well. So we're going to move ahead to chapter 3 in James. And I'm going to let him do the talking. How about that? So you check this out. And we'll talk about it when he's done. Cool? James 3. Not many of you should become teachers, my fellow believers. Because you know that we who teach will be judged more strictly. We all stumble in many ways. Anyone who is never at fault in what they say is perfect, able to keep their whole body in check. When we put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we can turn the whole animal, or take ships as an example. Although they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are steered by a very small rudder wherever the pilot wants to go. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. The tongue also is a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body, sets the whole course of one's life on fire, and is itself set on fire by hell. All kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and sea creatures are being tamed and have been tamed by mankind. But no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil, full of deadly poison. With the tongue, we praise our Lord and Father, and with it we curse human beings who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. Can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? My brothers and sisters, can a fig tree bear olives, or a grapevine bear figs? Neither can a salt spring produce fresh water. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let them show it by their good life, by deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. But if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come down from heaven, but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder and every evil practice. But the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. Peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness. Have you ever heard Max before? That's at Bible Gateway. And I kind of got hooked on him reading the Bible to me recently, when about the time the podcast started. 
And, I mean, wasn't that cool? I don't know about you, but it really helps me get the word into me when I'm not, you know, when I'm doing other things that I can't focus on reading. And I really have felt like, lately especially, I need to get as much word into me as possible. So I'm finding opportunities in the car and, you know, while I'm taking a shower or, you know, whatever, getting ready for work or even downtime when I'm decompressing after work, that kind of thing, just to get to get some of that into me. That and worship and music. So I encourage you to do the same. But, I mean, we are going to touch on what, what uh, was spoken there. But to me, uh, I don't know. It somehow sinks in better. Uh, I mean... I've been listening to a lot of the uh, New Testament, I guess, probably Hebrews on, and I'm into Revelation right now, and that's just for, I don't know, not even a week's worth of time where I've got it just reading to me. So I encourage you to check that out. Who knows, maybe it'll open up a new door into your into your walk with the Lord, but... So, did you hear what was spoken, though, there? Did you hear that? I caught some major themes there. One of them was the tongue. And I have a story to tell you about somebody, I, I a hitchhiker I picked up yesterday. Yep, I did it. I picked up a hitchhiker. But I'll tell you that in, the, in a minute. But the tongue is so important. And it also, Scripture was also saying that the tongue cannot be tamed by us. I found that interesting. And we need to have wisdom from God Almighty to help that be tamed. We need to speak truths from His Word. So what are you speaking today? Are you speaking things that lift up people? Are you speaking behind the backs of people? And speaking of speaking, um, let's not forget that when you post stuff online, you're speaking. In fact, you're speaking in a, in a way that pres is preserved over <laughs> eons. Be careful what you post. Don't be a bully. And I'm not talking just to kids. And you know how you can wheedle words into into conversation and how you can say things and cause division. We're not to cause division. That's what the enemy does. When you think about division, what that really means is two people who are not in agreement. Right? Really, I mean, that's it boils down to that. They're not in agreement. And you can find any kind of thing to be not in agreement about. Republicans, Democrats, liberals, conservatives. Conservative, fiscal conservatives, and blah, 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 blah. All it takes is meeting somebody and... You think you're in somewhat an alignment and stuff and something comes up and it's political or 
even the types of music you like, and all of a sudden there's easily found this division that causes you to be at odds with somebody. God doesn't want that for the world, especially for his church, for his chosen. And we're his chosen. You're his chosen. He doesn't want that. You know how he can say that he doesn't want that and how he can actually mean it? It's because we are unified when we are focusing on him higher than all these other focusable entities. We draw first to the Lord and seek his kingdom first and the other things become less important. And then they, will drive, they won't drive us apart from each other as much. And the tongue plays such a huge role in that. You know, I had been driving home yesterday, and I tell you this story not to tell you how good I am or whatever, because really, you do the same thing too, I think. But I was driving home yesterday, and I saw this guy older guy, looks like he was in his 70s, walking, using a walker, along the side of a country road in the middle of nowhere. And I'm thinking, and there's a, st- a car stopped, you know, 500, yard, uh, 500 feet in front of him, and I thought, man, was he driving, and is he stalled? He's going to need some help. So, you know, normally I'll think about whether or not I want to pick up somebody, mainly based on how threatened I feel. This guy didn't threaten me. And so I picked him up, and it was starting to rain too. I mean, this not a happy thing for this guy. Nice, friendly, uh, decent old guy. And, uh, you know, wearing a, a military hat, and so we had something to talk about. And he was talking about his. So anyway, I needed to give him a ride to his home. He lived with his son. And it was, I don't know, crazy, like six miles away. And, and he said he, he did this quite often from where he was at, at some county buildings, walking back home. I'm thinking, this guy, he's a trooper. <laughs> but he did admit that he gets rides from a lot of people. And I can probably imagine, you know, that that, that does happen. But anyway, the point is... He's in my car, and he's talking about how he's got, uh, you know, pains in his knees and stuff, and uh, he was actually having some of that looked at. That's why he was at those buildings, and and I realized that he could he could be he had a gentle demeanor about him, even though he was in pain. And I thought, man, this guy's got kind of some control over his tongue because I've met people in a similar situation where they're very uh, ornery about life and everything and you know with good cause I suppose but he had a, a gentle demeanor about him and it encouraged me in a way and by the time that we got to his son's place, we had an opportunity, I had an opportunity to pray for his healing. And who knows what's going to happen with that, you know? 
I'm trying to remember his name. I think he said Tom. I should remember things better. But you know, when I pray for him again and for his son, I don't have to remember his first name. You know why? Because God knows it. But I thought that was really awesome. And when when that was happening, the Lord kind of brought a scripture to my remembrance. Because I've been in the Word a lot lately, this will happen. There was a comment made by, maybe it was Paul, and it might have been Hebrews. I don't remember. But it was somewhere between Genesis and Revelation, so I know it was in that book of books. But uh, the writer's talking about how, you know, we have at times been ministering to angels unaware when we have helped the least of these. And I really just felt like, uh, you know, I was doing what I was supposed to be doing at that moment in time. And sure, it felt good. Was I late for dinner? So yeah, a little bit. Small price to pay, right? But how he had that gentle demeanor with his tongue and what he was saying. And then what I was saying, you know, I felt bold enough to pray with him because I didn't think I was going to have that opportunity again. And I know that God was with us in that car. I know it. How do I know it? Because there's all sorts of scripture that I've been reading that's reminding me that, you know, when two of us agree, we can say to that mountain, move. He was a believer. I don't know, you know, how how far advanced on the path he was. Doesn't matter. He could believe with me when we prayed. And that's awesome. And it was not a big deal. You know, we prayed. I'm driving. I didn't lay my hands on him because I didn't feel comfortable going there. But I believe the Holy Spirit laid hands on him. But what was... what? my tongue was saying aligned with what I'm seeing the Word of God telling me to do. To believe for restoration. You never know what's going to happen here. Healing could come to that old feller and the sun is affected which in turn affects his family. You just, you just never know. So take the opportunities to use your tongue in a wise way, not in a way that brings division. It's so easy, I know, it's so easy to be quick to say something. It's the same thing as being quick to judge, but it's worse. You know, we've talked about don't judge lest you be judged according to the same rule of 
you know, according to the same standard you're judging. And you know what? Our standard of judging is flawed. So don't do it. You don't want people judging you on a flawed standard. So you better not be doing it. Let God do that. He is just. He will take care of the justice part of things. You live your life. You live your life in the way that's in accordance to His Word. But I know it's easy to you know how it's easy to judge people and that's all in your mind and now when you speak things out and make judgments out in the verbal realm now you just like the very first part of that James 3 did you hear where it was talking about the teachers are held to a higher level of responsibility higher standard well in a sense when you're speaking things out and there's an audience that's hearing you whether it's posts on Facebook or just in the audio realm, you've got people hearing you. And in a sense, you're teaching out of the well that's in you. How good is that well? Be careful. Plenty of scripture tells us to not deceive and do not corrupt those who are listening to you. So I'm thinking and I'm you know I'm I'm a guy who likes to talk as you as you know I love to talk If I didn't I'd probably be doing the wrong thing by doing this podcast but I love to talk And it's it's caused me to have to get into the word of God more so that I'm careful in what I say and that I have self-control with what I say So don't be somebody, because you know about these folks, don't be the, the type of folks that's just blurting out the first thing that comes to your mind. I mean, that's dangerous. If you're ever about to say something like, I always, stop right there. Stop, 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 stop. I always, stop it. Don't say another word, and then think about what you were going to say. Because at one point in all of our lives, we could have said that kind of thing, I always, you name it, I always screw up. I always fail. I always do the wrong thing. I always do that. When somebody challenges you because they caught you in a mistake and you instantly want to judge yourself and you, and you make it worse by speaking it out and you say, well, I always do that. How dumb am I? Man, you got to stop that right now in Jesus' name. Stop that. So what if you make a mistake? Learn from it and move on. How can you... If you keep saying that kind of thing, then are you learning from it? No. 
Well, yeah, I guess you are. You're learning the wrong thing. You're learning that you just keep making the same mistake and you keep confirming it with your own lips. Don't you think that Peter, when you read what Peter did in in the accounts given to him, he was pretty much kind of like a... Um, he didn't think a lot before he'd speak something or, or whatever. And I think that that's awesome. Because later on, later on, he was foundational in setting forth the direction of the church. And, and highly looked upon. And we, and we listen to his words to this day. Well, if he was always the same way and, and kept on saying, I'm just always, you know, jumping into things without thinking and stuff, that, that doesn't give you any room for growth. God wants us to grow. True, he loves you for who you are, but who you are and what you do are different things. He loves who you are. He created who you are. But he wouldn't tell us to renew our mind if that wasn't possible. Right? Well, part of renewing your mind is renewing what you say. Don't be saying stuff like, I always do this, I always do that, I never do this, I never do that. Those, those I never, I always, dangerous talk right there. Sometimes we... You know, you can speak things in faith, like, I'm working on that and I believe that God will help me get past this, you know, this cursing that I do, for example. Who knows what it is? That's good. That's, that supports, that supports what the Word says, that, he, that you can renew your mind and things like that. But there are sometimes, no Word is needed. And I'm thinking about when there's idle words being spoken and when there's gossip going on. You know, you can say a whole lot to the gossiper by not answering. Imagine, somebody comes to you and says, did you see what she did? Oh my goodness. Did you see what she's wearing today? Do you know what that means? And then say nothing but look right at him. And pray. Ooh, what a punch. Not that you wanted to destroy that person that's the gossiper. But you want to destroy that sin that's in the environment you're talking of, you know, that you're involved in right then and there. Obviously, I'm not saying don't say anything. You know, don't challenge it. But sometimes, not saying anything says way more. Because sometimes saying something just creates arguments and divisions and all this kind of stuff. And sometimes, and you know the situations and the people, sometimes you need to say, excuse me. I'm not going to be a part of that discussion. And excuse yourself. 
Now, you know, that's what I'm thinking. That's my opinion. But we're not to be hanging out in that environment. Contributing to the the vapor of that conversation. You, you like how I use the word vapor a lot? I've been using that quite a bit lately and I'm realizing that I use that word when we're talking about things that are not tangible. You know, our words, our words are in the vapor. They're environmental things, you know, things in the media, movies and thoughts and opinions and... But, you know, more and more I'm coming to realize that that vapor, there's actually a concrete nature to words. You know that? There's a... Just like when we're worshiping God and we're saying... And saying things that are in alignment with what we know to be true about God, you know, that He's wonderful, that... Um, that he has helped us conquer and be victorious and those kind of things. And when we say that, we're hearing ourselves say that. I've always thought that's the coolest thing about worship is that, especially in situations where you can actually hear yourself, and that's why I want to say to all worship leaders, if your decibel level is way too high, it's way too high. People need to be able to hear themselves say the words. That's my two cents, and I think it's an important two cents. People need to be able to hear the words that they're saying out of their own mouth. I think there's a spiritual strength to that. Because you're confirming what your spirit knows to be true, but your mind sometimes has a hard time agreeing with it. And and that's why uh, worship time is really powerful because... Your, your mind is starting to agree with what your heart already knows to be true and, that you, and you're declaring with your own lips. And you're putting it out there in the vapor. But those words of in the vapor actually have concreteness to them. And likewise, the other direction, when you speak, it's really cursing is what it is. You speak bad of people. And don't also, don't be the ones that say, they always do this or they never do this. That's being unfair. You don't know that's the truth. You really don't know. And you're making a judgment on somebody else that you shouldn't do. And it will derail you. It'll derail them. They'll, they could believe it. We don't want that. We want to have them believe what the Word says about them. Not what you say about them. Speaking of derailment, yippee, I guess I got to go around the block here. Idle words spoken are like a construction zone in Pawpaw, Michigan. Causes your life to move slowly and apparently without purpose. Ah, we'll get there. We'll get to the f- we'll get to the promised land even if we're on a little detour. God'll see to it. If you're on a little detour because of idle words spoken or idle words believed, God will 
direct you, detour you from where you're at to where you need to be. So don't ever feel like you're too far gone, okay? The reason that he's telling us these things from his word, and this is like discipline, but the reason he's doing it is because it's for our own good. He wouldn't do this if he didn't care where you were going tomorrow. He deeply cares about you, no matter what we've gone through. A good father disciplines. And in this case, discipline is simply reminding us that our words are important. And you might even be able to to, uh, keep a control on your tongue, your physical tongue. But don't you know that we even speak words in the spirit in our mind? You know, I'm I'm realizing lately um, that I might say things in my mind about a situation, especially when I'm driving. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just putting myself out there, people, because yikes, that was that's a big old bucket just about chewed up my car. You know, when I'm driving and somebody does something silly and stupid. I come this close in my mind calling them stupid. Now they maybe were acting stupid, but I shouldn't be calling them stupid, even if it's in my mind. I shouldn't be doing that because it makes it easier for me to do it out loud. It makes it easier for me to judge people. You know, and I'm sure that I've done stupid things on the road too so you might say well yeah but there needs to be judgment there needs to be somebody's got to tell you know somebody's got to say the truth well God already said the truth he already said the truth and he said to keep a keep a handle on your tongue and be self-controlled. I have a lot of respect for people who are slow to speak and are and you know are cautious about what words they let fly. I have a lot of respect for people like that. So if it's in your nature to feel like you got to have quick wit and quick response and quick comeback and all that kind of stuff just be real cautious. Perhaps you you are speaking truth in your quick quickness. Just just think about the words that are coming. Just think about the words that are coming out of your mouth. Are you hearing the words that are coming out of my mouth? Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? I think that's all I had to say today. So let this challenge you. Let it sink in. Let it stir some stuff up. I know sometimes these words are tough to hear. Because, you know, we like to think that we all got it going on and we figured life out and everything. And, you know, I'm still figuring it out. It means a lot of people are still figuring it out. But we're working together, right? We're figuring it out together. And, you know, we've got the best 
guidebook that I can that I ever laid my hands on. So live according to the word of God. Stay in it. Talk to your father daily. Ask him if Rusty James is on target or not. You know, that's what you should be doing. Talk to your father in heaven. Stay in his word, live in peace, and I will see you on the flip.